Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is September 29th, 2011. Welcome again to our show. I'm your host, Iggy. And I'm co-host Adam. And I'm the other co-host, Colin. <laughs> my co-host robot. I am the co-host. co-host. Robot. I am the co-host. <laughs> you feed um, me quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Just quarters, huh? You're a cheap host. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's another week, another podcast, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. It's actually been a lot going on this week. Um, Quite a, quite a lot of buzz even around work about various games, uh, most of which is uh, the Battlefield 3 beta, which uh, dropped this week. And uh, I haven't actually gotten a chance to play it myself, but I've been seeing a ton of um, bug issues cropping up. Now, I'm not sure if this is just for the PC version, since that's what the majority of my friends have been playing. But um, they even have a page on Reddit that's just chock full of... Uh, Different people's issues with like, like key binding doesn't work, getting weird glitches, a kill cam fucking up, and a lot of stuff happening that's making me wonder. Like, I wonder how much of this is really fixable, you know? Because in, in time, how much can they fix before you know they have exactly one month? Yeah, yeah. Before at least that's, so. all the, that's all the time they're giving themselves. It seems awfully presumptuous. Well, <laughs> I mean, the funny thing was when they were presenting all these videos before. It seemed so rock solid. Like you're, you're looking at uh, actually. Now I think about it, mostly campaign videos, which may have been what was deceiving people, and um, not a ton of multiplayer, but some multiplayer. And the multiplayer is where everyone's. I mean, because that's the only thing that you can play on beta. That uh, is is what's causing people a lot of problems. Not just that, like even being in uh, waiting for servers for a long time and then finally getting in and then immediately disconnecting. Cause <laughs> I know that's on my top 10 <laughs> list of annoying as hell things. To well, that happen. can be, that can be your main annoyance of the week. It's our new segment. Remember? Oh, the, the gamer yeah. gripes. Yeah. The gamer gripe of the week. I mean, we kind of gripe about everything though. So I, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth that <laughs> singling that out job. just one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do a, <laughs> you do enough I'm for everybody. It. Something You're I'm finally good at guys. At I'm He's so just good at it. That's all. Oh, yeah. Well, the most vocal. <laughs> no, never. Me, no. I'm very quiet about my opinion. But, uh, well, you're not you're not a big Battlefield player anyway, though, right? Uh, no. No. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know uh, never mind. You've heard me talk about the Bloomin' Brown. You know how I feel about the Bloomin' Brown? It's boring. Pull some sick of shooters. <laughs> it's, not as, it's not as brown this time around, but... Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, sure there's, <laughs> you know, the only game I played that had a significant amount of bloom that I actually mentioned bloom was Oblivion, because <laughs> that was like, if you if you had the right settings on your PC, it was just bloom all over the place. But uh, <laughs> I never really considered a lot of the FPS games have a, a shitload of bloom. Yet- you want know, a side? I have really bad memories of Oblivion because when my when I was that was my freshman year in college when the Xbox 360 came out. So my friend, my roommate, brought. Uh, his Xbox with Oblivion on it, and he would stay up to like three o'clock in the morning playing that. And that oh, music God. is so repetitive. If you know Oblivion, you know that music. It's so repetitive. Until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 
very bad. Can that be our new intro music? (laughs) Oh, totally. You've seen, Adam, you've seen the trailer, right? Where the dude's like, and there's something, something, dragonborn, Dovahkiin, and then they start that. Okay, so that's the music he's talking about that, like, leads into this, like, um, I think it's just the theme for all of the Elder Scrolls, right? I mean, I know it was in Oblivion, and I think it's in Morrowind also, unless it originated maybe in Morrowind. Um, it's not bad. It's actually pretty catchy. Like, you get the little, like, awesome tingle, like, when you watch the uh, Skyrim trailer for the first time. You know, the thing is, he didn't actually play through the story. He just broke into people's houses and stole their shit and sold it to a fence. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's all he ever did. That's the problem with that game. Like, I actually had that problem for 80% of the game because I kept getting distracted. Like, hey, this dude has a chest. Uh, what's in the chest? Maybe I can find out. Or, like, um... Oh, here's another mysterious cave. Where does that go? But the the mission quest is clearly in the other direction. I'm just avoiding it. And they had the, for Oblivion, they had those damn Oblivion gates that once you go through one of those, it's really fucking hard to fight on the other side. So every time I saw one, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> I'm just going to go and, and steal some cups off of another table, you know, just... And and they didn't make it too difficult. If you were playing more thief-like, they they made it really easy to kind of escape getting captured. Like just pay your way out of everything, or go to the thieves guild and say, "Hey, you know, help me out." Um, so that that kind of didn't help. But uh, no, that game looks that game looks good. Skyrim, I can't wait for that one. But uh, uh, Battlefield, though, a lot of people, you know, initially when they saw the videos, they're like, "Oh my god, it looks so amazing." I did see somebody at work trying out the uh, the console version and it's uh, the beta, and um, <laughs> maybe it might have just been the level. It looked okay; it didn't look bad, but it didn't look nearly as like jaw dropping as some of those campaign videos that I saw. So I'm not sure. Yeah, it's still beta. And normally, if this was several months away, I could say, well, there's probably going to be adjustments made, um, but. This is just a month away. And in game dev time, that's really not a ton of time to fix any really outstanding bugs. Like, you can start fixing them, and maybe if you're lucky, they'll get resolved. But you're going to have a lot of um, remnants of shit, you know, popping up. And, you know, I guess nowadays, a lot of games have the assumption like, oh, we'll fix it in a patch. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, I feel like when they set these deadlines for themselves, if they miss that, then they become a joke, you know, and everyone starts talking about it like, oh, what's what's screwed up? What's bad about the game? What are they trying to fix right now? Why did they push it back, you know? Right. So they set these deadlines and these release dates, and then, yeah, they're like, okay, well, we'll patch it in week one, and then patch it again in week two, and then... By the first month, like maybe it's going to be where it's at, you know, where it yeah. should be. So, and the problem with that too is like, I guess from from uh, EA's standpoint, Dice, they can't afford to push their uh, date forward anyway because that immediately would go into uh, November, which has all their competitors' games. So it's like they need to release it in October when everything's like still kind of relatively quiet, because as soon as you hit November, it's like oof. That's going to be a fucking minefield. Yeah, right. when's uh, Modern Warfare coming out? Uh, November. It comes out in November every year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's enough time in between that... There's people... I mean, despite the stupid war between the two games or companies, 
um, there's still a lot of people that end up buying both games. So, yeah. I mean... I both games, for sure. Yeah. So this provides them a way, like, okay, get Battlefield first, get your kicks with that, and then get Modern Warfare later, and then see what that one's about. Why um, would you pay $120 for the same game? It's not this... <laughs> It's not really the same game, but you sure about that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's breaking any ground, but they're they're kind of they have different. Um, like, have you played the multiplayer for a lot of Battlefield games? Yeah, their approach is different. It's different, but I mean, ugh. like Call of Duty games, you often get uh, a uh, smaller, more maybe intense experience because it's like a lot of the maps aren't as ginormous as the Battlefield ones. But um, what I don't like about the really big battlefield maps is half the time ends up going into, like, sniper mode. Like, fuck, okay, somebody knows this huge map really well, and they're finding this great sniper spot and just, like, obliterating me all the time. So I kind of don't like that. And hopefully in Battlefield 3, they'll have a better variety of map types. Um, And also, they do a lot of vehicle uh, manipulation. Like, you get tanks and you get other vehicles. And was it 19 Battlefield... Is it 1942? 1942, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. everybody wanted the fucking plane. Like, people wait in lines <laughs> for the planes, which is ridiculous. Um, but that's a big calling card for Battlefield that Call of Duty, you know, is more run gun, shoot people in the face and keep moving, while Battlefield is maybe a little bit more deliberate in, like, your planning, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to say, the gameplay feels totally different. Because even with Bad Company 2, at first, I was almost kind of put off a little bit because um, there's, I don't know how to describe it, maybe more of a weight to the guns. You can't just instantly shoot and be super precise. Like, there's a slight, um, not delay, like a... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, there's more of a heft to the gun, so maybe more of a real feel. A real feel and a bit of a delay. So... It's part of the game style. So once you get acclimated to it, it's not bad. But it definitely shows how they have different priorities. The two the two uh, franchises for for how they approach that kind of stuff. You know, but it, it's it's like chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Yeah, they're both ice cream. But maybe once in a while you want one rather than the other. It's not saying that one's better than the other. One's offering you something different at a different time. So you yeah, know, but I'd really, I'd really rather have cookie dough or sweaty balls. Sweaty <laughs> balls. What? Okay. That's, what is sweaty? I mean, what, 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 what does it have? Is it Wait, rum what? flavored with, with what? You don't know what? No, oh, okay. you mean the ice cream itself? I no, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. What's the ice cream itself? I think it's chocolate covered mothball. Not mothballs. Mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. balls. But I, I used to call them, I used to call them chocolate covered mothballs because I hated them as a kid. You know, whoppers. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. They're very similar. If you would, if you would yeah. put, no, seriously, one's, if you would put one's chocolate. exceedingly poisonous. The other is delicious. <laughs> well, I could see why she would not like them. I can understand yeah, people can who do not like that as a candy <laughs> option. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it, it's rum. Ice cream with with uh, yeah chocolate co- covered malt balls, um, yeah. It's just weird that they made the ice cream now because how many years has it been since that skit? Oh yeah, like fifteen years. I mean, did somebody just see it on TV at Ben and Jerry's and say like, dude, we need to make that ice cream? <laughs> I don't know why we didn't make it before. They, they made Cherry Garcia years after Jerry Garcia died. So, but that's I mean. I mean 
But he's like a hippie hero, and they're super hippies. Well, that's, you know? But that's a really famous skit, isn't it? The sweaty balls thing? Yeah. Yeah, but well, then, think about it. It's like three minutes on a show 15 years ago. I guess you're right. <laughs> that's yeah. making like a, a a lupus ice cream from House or something like that. You know, like, like yeah, they mentioned, good. they mentioned that running gag like a long time ago on House, right? Oh, maybe yeah. it's lupus or it's not lupus or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, you know what? The funny thing is, it's actually lupus like twice <laughs> after that. <laughs> God. But yeah, so that that's bizarre. But other than ice cream, um, <laughs> sweat <laughs> balls. Yeah. So that that bait is out now. Um, might be an interesting uh, look for gamers as to like what they're probably gonna get. They could be surprising us by not putting everything in the beta. But I mean, at this point. What are they? What would they really be trying to hide? They want to give a good impression, so I would think it'd be in their best interest to, you know, make everything run as smoothly as possible and maybe try to make it look as good as possible. Maybe they're going to have something like they have in, in uh, was that Modern Warfare Two, when you get a twenty-five kill streak, and you get a nuke, and it kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're hiding something like that, some game-breaking element like that. That's not actually that game breaking, considering you have to get twenty five kills 25 in a row. Kills, yeah. I mean, people could do it, but like, hey, if you're fighting against somebody that good, you know, well, <laughs> you might as well just die anyway. It's <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So so there's that. Um, I know you. We were talking earlier, and you were saying how much you, you have distaste for for Dota, but <laughs> this guy. I wanted to mention uh, League of Legends has a, a new map that came out this week uh, called Dominion. And so anybody who's been playing League of Legends already knows what this is. But basically, you know, League of Legends was was totally Dota before. And if people were like, we want a new map. You know, we want a different game type. We want some variety because you've been doing the same thing for how many years? Um, and uh, so they their answer is Dominion, which is basically kind of a capture the point game mode. So you got... A map with, uh, you know, your team spawning uh, eternally on one side and then the other team spawning on the opposite side. And there's five uh, five control points or whatever you call them. I'm not sure what they're called in the, in the map itself. So you have to go and um, capture each one. And then as you're capturing it, you start with a score of, I think it's like 500 or something. And say, for example, you have two uh, capture points and they have three. Whoever has more capture points the losing team's points start going down. So basically, you know, you get you get it. You want to always be uh, taking over more capture points than them, so it's oh. not ticking down on your points. So it's like it's like playing territories in Halo, sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. So that sort of thing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm not a Halo fan. No, well, I, 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 own an, I own an Xbox, so <laughs> I thought you were a Halo fan. No, 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 no. That's no. Phil, I guess. Not you. That is Phil. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it's this very simple concept. And actually, a lot of the matches only last about 10, 15 minutes if you're really good. So, it's kind of nice for a little brief, you know, quick play and go and do something else, even though you probably end up playing it again because it was so damn short. Um, but it, it's just weird that they were advertising it for at least a month and a half, probably longer, as they're like, oh my god, Dominion, coming to League of Legends, your life will never be the same. I, <laughs> not literally, but like that's the emphasis kind of that they were placing in these fucking videos. And um, 
I played several matches. It's kind of fun, but it really doesn't stay with you for that long. Like I, I ended up playing one long normal match later on, you know, with a regular game type. Just because I felt like these matches are so short and the Dominion, the, the game type itself is very unbalanced. Because think about it. If you have a character that has any kind of teleport ability, it's obviously going to be a lot easier for you, even though the teleport ability is once every, like, I don't know, two minutes or something, still to, like, get access to points that people can't, like, they have to run to to, to try to beat you to. Yeah. And uh, I use um, uh, this character called Annie, Who's this little mage and uh, she's there's a bunch of these like long-ranged uh, characters that, that have projectiles or whatever that are very unbalanced because she has this passive ability where um, uh, you know you'll use your one, one of your abilities any ability four times the fifth time whatever that ability is you know you'll use it and in addition it'll stun whoever it is so she has a summon uh, magic spell that makes this like huge killer stuffed teddy bear emerge and like what it's it's, it's funny it's it's her bear tibber, tibbers um right anyway <laughs> but like it's funny because it'll instantly like appear somewhere and wherever you drop that bear it'll uh do a big boost of damage right away so obviously the bread and butter for annie is to um wait till you you're on your fifth ability uh, to do the stun, make it the Tibbers summon, and then just like instantly stun and almost obliterate like one person in, in like one move. So it's really easy for somebody like Annie who has a move like that. Oh, I'm just taking this point. Oh, this guy's gonna try to come over and challenge me. Tibbered, you know, like just <laughs> done. <laughs> and you can send him if you if you do alt and click, you can send him off to attack people. So I can totally have him dis uh, distract somebody else while I'm capturing a shitload of points. <laughs> so uh, it's unfortunately because they have such a, a big catalog of characters with different abilities, it, it's innately very unbalanced. So you can't really play a lot of your favorite characters that you would normally play that are just maybe melee only unless they do a shitload of melee damage. Because they're probably going to have a difficult time getting around and like ranging, uh, range attacking somebody to get a control point. So it's it's not bad that they added it because you know the game's free. So I guess I really shouldn't complain that much. It's just that it's really not like the super amazing thing they were trying to make it out to be. So it's a a little bit bizarre. But um, I think it feels like they had they felt like they had to do something because. Valve kept doing a lot of these Dota 2 announcements. So maybe they felt like, well, since we're also Dota, like we have to make sure we still have something unusual to offer players. Otherwise, they, what if they get tempted away, you know? Um, so there's that. And well, there's, a funny, there's a funny thing. Is it called Heroes of New Earth? Like another kind of a lane? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I know that uh, I was reading on uh, 4chan V that... Uh, they had hired uh, Tim Buckley to do some character designs for them. <laughs> Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley of uh, Control-Delete fame. A.K.A. Tim Fuckley, right? A.K.A. Right? Uh, there's all sorts of good, like Bum Tickley or something like that. <laughs> I like Bum Tickley personally. But, That's a good one. I haven't heard But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they, they posted a, uh, the company that makes Heroes of New Earth posted um a video about their new, I don't know what they're doing, they're probably releasing some new character pack, whatever, I don't really pay attention to those sorts of games, but, 
you know, it was obvious. It was named like Cthulhu Hoof, and you know, it looked like it looked like Cthulhu, but like an elephant. You know, just like some derivative bullshit like that. So I mean, you know, first off, everybody's making fun of him because he's a hack and he can't make anything original. And second off, you know, like they were trying to hijack this video and let you know the the, the developer of H O N to, you know, they were kind of letting him know that uh, you know, he's been involved in some unsavory activities in the past. One being like a, a he he allegedly sent a picture of his penis with his name written on it <laughs> to an autistic 15-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Was that ever oh. confirmed, though? Uh, That's so I win. think that, well, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm going to act like I didn't hear that. Moving forward, let's go. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's been confirmed. And, I mean, he's been caught, like, stealing art from people. Oh, and yeah. He, and, he, and he tried to sue like a, a a school child because he wanted to use fan art in his school project and he was going to fucking sue him. So I mean this guy's just like an all-around asshole and he gets hired to do this shit when his art isn't that good like at all. No. I mean they, I mean you you guys are the artists or at least you're the artist, AJ. I mean you, you <laughs> I, mean, I think you can back me up on this. This guy's just like <laughs> Well, he uses a lot of he uses a lot of like kind of cut and paste. Like Yeah. Yeah, people used to kind of and still, it wasn't even a real a real comparison. Like, oh, he's kind of like Penny Arcade or whatever. But no, because Penny Arcade actually does, you know, different looking art on each frame of their of their comics. Like, his a lot of his. It looks like, oh, did you just use the same body and just maybe add a different expression on it? Because that's what it looks like. You know, it's just very very lazy art. And I, I guess it's worked fine for him for a while, but. I've never met anybody who actually likes that comic. It's like it's one of those like great mysteries of the universe. Is like <laughs> I never met anybody who actually likes this comic, and all I hear is just people bashing on him, and yet it's it's still popular somehow. Yeah, it, it, it amazes me. I, I'm not sure who. I mean, even the jokes he makes aren't really all that funny. Uh, I'm not They're sure. Jokes. What jokes? <laughs> well, all I remember are... is that he tried to like inject that 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 horribly melodramatic bullshit of <laughs> his girlfriend having a miscarriage. <laughs> yeah, so, huh? okay, so what happened, basically, for anybody who never, ever read uh, Control All I Delete, doubt you haven't. You, well, okay, if they haven't. Yeah. What happened was um, he had this uh, plot in his comics where he was trying to do a plot, which is already his first mistake, um, <laughs> <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> where uh, his girlfriend and him were going to have a kid. And then, you know, normally the, the main character that he has in his comic is a fucking retard. Like, he's, like, he's one of those typical, like, LOL, I'm a gamer, so random, monkey cheese, banana, so funny, LOL sort of guys. Yeah, low IQ, dumb as fuck, <laughs> uh, very socially awkward, just doesn't get it, you know, which uh, is, is the comic strip's bread and butter. So you take a guy like that that somehow ends up having a girlfriend that seems somewhat normal, and they're, okay, she's pregnant, they're going to have a nerd baby, oh, oh, oh. And then there's the serious comic issue where... There you go to the hospital. Well, it was silent. There were no speech bubbles, just, no, which, is, which is monumental for Bum Tickly because, I mean, have you seen this thing sometimes <laughs> where, like, he just fills up whole frames with words? It's like, you know, like the character's like, instead of saying, I'm going to go to the store, it's like, now I am in need of food. I may need to go to the grocery store in order to buy food in order to sustain myself. You know, it's that sort of, it's that sort of language. Yeah, he likes talking for the sole purpose of talking. Not he doesn't really. understand it's a visual medium. If you're going to write, 
fucking right. So he, it almost felt like it felt like overcompensation. So no, yeah. no writing in there. And then there's this um, one frame near the end where like she's lying on a bed, and she's like crying, and like he just knows like oh the miscarriage <laughs> happened. Which I'm not laughing because it's a miscarriage. It's a terrible thing. Well, it's so horribly ex- like any like if any this was in like any any anything re- re- approaching competent hands. It would have been, you know, like sort of like, oh man, that sucks. But I mean, the way he did it, it was so. It's like somebody it's stuck like, a huge ham on their hand and said, "Look, guys, this is sad as fuck." I mean, it's just so fucking ham fisted. When did this? Uh, yeah. When did this story? When did this uh, comic come out? Did it come it out couple, after? Oh, Wally? this is this is years and years ago. Yeah, this was a couple okay. years ago. So wait, was it after Wally or before Wally? Wall- the Pixar Wally, like, movie? Like the Pixar movie? Yes. Why? No, it's way before Wally. Why? I think. Okay. What does Wally, Wally have to <laughs> Because you know the the or not Wally shit up, I meant. Sorry. No, yeah, it was it's, definitely, it's still, it was definitely before. It's still before. Okay. Well you know why I asked, right? Because now that I said up and not Wally. Um, oh okay. hold on, hold on, I haven't seen up. What? Hold on. I haven't seen it yet. What is wrong with you? Well, it's, a, it's, a long, it's a long story. I don't want to kind of. I kind of want to go into it. Okay. Okay. Well, there's something in there that anybody that's seen up that's listening already knows what the connection is. So we'll just leave it at that. How's that? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, yeah, so but at least he didn't blatantly rip off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't put no it past way. him. There's no way he could though, because well, it's like yeah. years before, like at least two or three years before yeah. up. So well, the ultimate irony would be if Pixar ripped him off. But why? Why? <laughs> exactly. That is the question. It's another question of the universe. Why does Tim? Why does Bum Tickly exist? <laughs> I still like Tim Fuckley better. No, I like Bum Tickly. It's so witty. It's like it's like I'm back in high school again. <laughs> well, Bum Tickly gets my vote just because it's. <laughs> It takes a little more work to get to bum tickly. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Anyway, well, we were talking about you were talking about uh, League of Legends. Then I start talking about Hon. Oh right, right, right. Okay, so that was probably a mistake for them to get bum tickly to uh, to <laughs> do a comic for them. Usually, it feels like he was the cheaper option instead of you know a lot of people usually get Penny Arcade. To do yeah. like a couple page spread for them, like um, Bioware always does that. Uh, get, gets uh, what's his name? Um, Crania, Grant. I always want to say Chuck Palahniuk, but I know it's not right. Chris Kerhulik. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The the artist um, Gabe, not Tycho, but uh, yeah, it gets Gabe. him to to draw. He's not a bad artist. He's very very stylized, but. I, I'm assuming that means if he had to, he could also draw, you know, decent realistic stuff, hopefully. Um, yeah, but that, that's pretty funny that they got him to do that. That might have blown up in their face a little bit, I think. I hope it does. <laughs> they deserve it. Well, the problem is, like, uh, Heroes of New Earth, I heard, is a, a lot closer to just being another, basically another Dota. Like, I never, I never originally played Dota. But from what people tell me, League of Legends at least kind of tried to push it in a different direction. Like, they took it, they're like, here, we're going to kind of make it our own, whatever, and it became popular. From my understanding, I could be wrong, but people are saying Heroes of New Earth is just a lot more cut and dry, like, oh, it's like Dota. 
So when Dota 2 comes out, I have a feeling Heroes of New Earth is going to be a casualty because LOL will probably still survive. But if that one's already like the old Dota, people will probably be thinking, well, I'll just go to Dota 2. You know? Yeah. Too bad. So sad. But uh, yeah. What is that genre of game called? Uh, I mean, it's... it's... I usually just call, you know, I wanted to say lane shooter, but it's not really a shooter. I was almost going to say real-time strategy, but it's so much like... It's like, not. It's like yeah, a it's... super casual version of it or something, yeah. you know? Because there, strategy, I mean, I there know. is there is strategy, like, yeah. if, if you're a team player, at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what you would call it. I mean, that's probably why, probably why people just call it... Dota. <laughs> Like, oh, it's a Dota-type game, which doesn't help anybody that doesn't know anything about Dota. <laughs> yeah. What's a Dota? You know, like... What's a what? What? Were you kids playing here? What's Defense of the Ancients? That sounds like witch talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, speaking of those sort of people, I have a... I'm in a uh, lower-level poli-sci course, you know, some bullshit for my... Like, some random fucking class they make you take for your degree. And, uh, you know, so I'm in this poli-sci course, and it has a discussion... You know, like section. So, like today, like this one guy, they were they showed this commercial where that Sony had made, where they'd used a lot of the a lot of the properties from, I guess, the PS2. Because it had like Vice City, and I think it had Hitman in there, and it had uh, like some fighter and you know all sorts of shit. But they were like, they, like they're like the characters were not using violence, and like at the end, it showed you know like so you know. We're Sony, and we believe in anti-war and that sort of shit. Wait, what? And like, yeah, I, don't, I know. I've never seen this before. I don't know if it was a joke or if Sony actually made this or if it was never aired in the U.S. I don't know what it is. But anyway, like everybody got up in arms about it, like all these all these kids in my class. And there's like this one douchebag who I hate. I can't stand him to begin with. But I mean, you know, he starts railing on. And he starts talking about like how it was a slap in the face to people who think that video games are bad. And I was just sitting there, like with my head on my desk and pounding. Like he had to have known that I was like pissed <laughs> off at him because I was hitting, well, I was like hitting my forehead on my desk and going, "Ugh," you know. And it's just like I, I, I'm amazed that there are still people that act like that. It's like Jack Thompson. It's like what Jack Thompson said. People actually listen to it. <laughs> and I thought that you know it was only people who, you know, like like old people who would say, oh, "This, you know, it's just just people complain about the new form." Did like we were talking uh... about. Life. Did he get disbarred yet? <laughs> yeah, he did. A, he did a couple years ago. He was oh, in Florida, wow. right? He was in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got disbarred in Florida for sure. <laughs> I remember that. So he just ran someplace else, ran away there. I haven't heard from him in a while. But I mean, I brought that up. It's like, have you been listening to Jack Thompson too much? He's like, who's that? And I'm just, I'm well, just shaking my head. I think the the fact that he got disbarred, even for for news, and I say it loosely, sources like Fox News or something, they probably wouldn't want to have him on their show anymore because of being disbarred. So he could be instantly probably discredited for a lot of the stuff he's saying. Like, what you're taking him seriously? They didn't even want him as a lawyer. Like, <laughs> you know, it's Florida for God's sake. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Angry. Man. I just can't believe like that. I'm in utter awe of people who just dismiss video games like that. I mean, we were talking. Was this last week we were talking about this? This is like a, this is like a perennial problem for me. Is like, I mean, I like I like I said last week. I I realize that it's going through like its growing pains, and you know, people are kind of getting coming to terms with the fact that video games are pretty probably here to stay. Right. 
You know, it's not like 1982 where, you know, the video game crash happened and everybody was wondering, well, is there going to be an American video game industry anymore? It's been going strong for 25, 30 years now. It's, you know, it's pretty obvious it's going to be here to stay. But, I mean, at the same time, it's frustrating because, I mean, how many people play video games now? It's bigger than, I mean, it makes more money than the movie industry in the U.S. And yet people are still complaining about it, that, it, you know, it fosters all the violence in all these people. You know, it's 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 degenerate. You know, it has no artistic value and all this sort of bullshit. Well, it I is think very, very uh, I think like what we mentioned before, since it's like the youngest of the me- the media types, it's the easiest to persecute. Like before that, it was TV because people were like, "Oh yeah, rot your brain," you know, like uh, all these kind of anti television slogans that used to exist. And then games came around. And then remember, at first when games first originated, people kind of didn't know what to do with them. They were sort of like, oh, this is interesting. This is unusual. So they didn't know how to to take it originally. And I don't remember people, you know, back when I was real little, I don't remember people having so much of an issue with it. Then you come into like... Yeah, you're talking about Atari. What are people going to get so worked up about? What was that game? Well, hey! Revenge? Yeah. Custer's Revenge. But... Besides that, and that wasn't really. But it was, yeah, it was a more innocent time because, yeah, you have pixels, and somehow people still got really excited about those pixels. But um, it, it was, it was so much in its infancy that people didn't know how to uh, to really observe it, how to take it. But now that you know, it, it's so mirroring a lot of our other types of media like some games play like movies basically um it's a lot easier for them to try to you know smash down that wall because they've already done that with a similar media type have you played the uh any of the la noir dlc actually uh some of the minor missions but uh, why is there one you're thinking of in particular yeah i I played i I had two of i had two of the uh dlc missions and i got the other one this past week in the uh the um, the electroplating one is an arson case. Oh, how I don't know was if you that? that one. I it was it was actually that. you know the, if there's one thing that if there's one way that DLC can be act uh, you know applied really well, I think that Rockstar's done it with you know L.A. and War. The only, I wish it was a little cheaper, like maybe by a dollar or two. But I mean it's a good application and it's nice to like you know pop that game in once in a while and it's like oh look Phelps has a new case and you know if even if I had bought that. Before I even play the game, it fits seamlessly into the story, right? Which, which adds a little, you know, a little something, something. But anyway, so it's an arson case, so you get that really, that really gruff, you know, um, that really gruff partner who likes, who is like something straight out of a hard-boiled noir novel, you know. <laughs> and so, like, you know, he shows like this building explodes, and they, you know, him and his partner show up, and um, you know, they're there, and the mayor, and the mayor of L.A. is there, and. You know, he's like, "Well, what's going on over there?" And the, one of the other guys goes, "Oh, well, he's uh, he's the mayor's going to be appearing on television to talk about this." And he looks at Phelps and goes, "Well, television? Who can afford one of those?" You know, it's like it's, it's like the same thing going on with video games, or it's like the same thing when ha- that happened with video games in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Well, who actually has an Atari? Who actually has you know like a ColecoVision or you know a Commodore sixty four or whatever? I had one. Yeah, well, I was I was way too young for that. Oh, youngin. Did yeah. you have an Atari? Yeah. 
Oh, it's so sweet. My parents made me give it away to one of my cousins because they no. were like, they're like, you're going to get a Nintendo anyway, so you don't need, you know, two systems. I'm like, fuck. No. <laughs> I didn't have a choice in the matter for some reason. I don't remember being able to say no to that. Oh. How old was your, how old's your brother? Is he my age? He's 25. Yeah, so he is my age. Yeah. So he, he never got to experience the Atari. That's sad. Yeah, he's 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 not too faced by it. A lot of these things, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. No, I mean, he still got. He was there for for the big Nintendo days, so uh, he he's got the good the good history. Well, we're kind of on the subject. You know, I just want to say this shortly. La Noir is going to be released on PC. Rockstar is revealed. Yeah, that's an interesting choice of theirs. For some reason, they skipped over Red Dead. I'm not really sure why. I know I a lot of kind of reeling from the GTA 4 thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, how how many compatibility issues they had with that game, even on high end systems. Well, I mean, what's different about LA Noir though? I mean, I don't think know. there'd be more issues, perhaps because maybe of they how... learn their lesson. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I mean. Know. If they end up, uh, it's probably going to be a bundle, right? Like, they're probably going to bundle all the DLC in all yeah, they are. the they game. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty smart of them. Because, uh, I mean, if I had known about that sooner... Well, actually, no, that's not true. It's been a long time since it, it came out on a console. Like, if it came out on the same time, at the same time, I probably would have gotten the PC one instead. It's because yeah. uh, for a lot of these games, I, I usually try to get the PC version. Just try to up my... Uh, my quality as much as possible, you know. But like Skyrim, like you're gonna play Skyrim on a console? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, it, most unless... of my friends would. Oh, All of my friends would. Un- unless you, honest to God, don't have a computer that can really handle it. Okay, that's fine. Because not everybody can like soup up their computer to to handle all the bloom. But. Uh... Ooh, brown and bloom. Not what Skyrim's do- doesn't have. It's the not brown. gonna have brown. It's just bloom. Uh-oh. It's it, it looks fucking gorgeous though, color wise. Um, but yeah, wouldn't you want to be able to pump up your graphics graphics as much as you could for a game like that? No, 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 no wait, I, I'm mistaken. Just play it on the console where you're gonna get like half the resolution you could probably get. Oh, and you had to play with a fumbly little controller. Uh, well, I know there's a very delicate uh, debate between. Uh, you know, playing with a mouse for a first-person game as opposed to playing with a controller. I'm not even going to touch that. Delicate. But, that's, about, that's about as delicate as Bigfoot smashing an ant into the ground. Well, it's delicate because I don't want to start it because it'll end up being a whole fucking conversation about it. Um, but I, I mean, don't want to start it. No. No, I don't. I don't really care. But aside from that issue, I think visually, if you if your computer can handle it, it's like, why would you not get it on a PC? Just imagine if I could get any of the Uncharted games on a PC and just knock up all the graphics as high as I could go. You know, that would be amazing. I think I hear you fapping. <laughs> if, if such a thing was possible, yes. <laughs> but, um, no, no I, 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 think, uh, I think that game and, uh, shit, there was another one I was going to... I haven't gotten any of the Assassin's Creed games on PC, though. That's the only... That's the only series I haven't because they always seem so fraught with problems and people complaining, you know, like about the DRM and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll just, I'll do the console for those ones because they still look pretty damn good. Um, and that's mostly satisfying. But uh, I still don't want to give Ubisoft any of my money. Why? Because of the DRM shit. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if it's a good game, 
I mean, I, I need to get some Ass Creek well, Bioshock but... was a good game. I never, ever bought a copy of that for anybody on Steam. On just Steam? Because, yeah. I, never, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just, you know, such a principled human being. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's, that sort of shit, like, keeps me from buying a game. I think I said this also in an earlier episode. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that, I mean, it can be, I mean, I'll lo- I love Bioshock. I have a copy of it. I have a copy of it on the 360. I have a copy of the second one on the 360. And I'm going to be in line to get Infinite when it comes out for the 360. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing that keeps me from buying PC games is that sort of stupid shit. And that's why I support Valve so strongly because they're the ones who who don't pull that sort of stupid shit. Well, they have their own version of it, but it actually works, right? I mean, Yeah, it works, and it's not intrusive. But that's the frustrating thing is that, you know, Valve has their DRM through Steam, we get these, you know, companies like 2K insist on stacking their DRM on top of other DRM. You right. know, the DRM's already there. It's just useless and cumbersome. And yeah, the old uh, was it the old? Do people still use Secure ROM? Like yeah, all that? Yeah, they use Secure ROM on Bioshock. Yeah, really bad. But uh, yes, that's uh, hopefully for LA Noir, they don't do anything crazy like that. I have no idea though. They could try to do something brand new and, and totally irritating, but. Um, Oh, Rockstar is usually pretty good about that. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of online games uh, <laughs> on PC, um, it just reminded me because because we were talking about Steam and stuff. Um, there's been some updates for Old Republic, Star Wars Old Republic. They World finally MMO. Yeah, they finally announced a date. I was very surprised. I thought they were going to all the way up to the day that it actually releases. Just be like, it's coming out soon. It's coming out really? tomorrow, guys. Everybody's <laughs> going to shit their pants. <laughs> work, you know, total work productivity in the U.S. will go down about 25% in 24 hours. So uh, so it, it's going to come out on, was it December 20th, I believe? Oh. That close to Christmas? It's something crazy like that because I remember I had to change my pre-order. Like I'm going to see my family in, uh, around Christmas time, so I figured, shit, I might as well just change my pre-order to their address to make sure I actually get the damn thing correctly. Uh, yeah, December twentieth, um, and b- before December twenty-second in Europe, so it's even closer. Oh, um, yeah. But w- what's interesting is if you did pre-order, you will get the early game access. So I don't know what that means if you ordered a physical copy. Like, will they... Yeah, but will they provide a way for you to download it? Or are they going to be douchebags and say, well, you should have got it through Origin. That's how you could get, uh, you know, download access. I have no idea. Not only is it Bioware, it's EA. So they're playing a take-the-dick route. (laughs) That's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. But uh, speaking of speaking of Old Republic, over the weekend I was uh, made privy to <laughs> a, a video that really made me question whether I still want to pre-order uh, Old Republic or not anymore. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore coming from you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very. I'm not going to say what it is. I will, you know, just for anybody else that's a giant uh, KOTOR fan – um, I'll provide a link to the thing that I saw. So if anyone doesn't mind spoiling themselves and wants to yeah, put spoiler, right spoiler all over that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty big spoiler because it's uh, you know like like any other MMO, they have uh, those mission quests that you get at, you know specific intervals of your leveling. So I believe the thing I saw happens maybe halfway. You're not at end game already, but you're like halfway there. Uh, which was also 
what sort of pissed me off. But uh, all I'll say, all that I'll say is, if you were a Knights of the Old Republic fan, particularly of the first game, but also kind of of the second, um, and you really love the characters, there is something that happens to a character. I'm not saying gonna. I'm not gonna say who at all that it is that um, is in this video, and it just made me think like, wow. Bioware, you are just taking a dump on everybody that liked those two games. Like, really? That's what you're doing? Like, why? Why would you do it? <laughs> it's the thing that starts to inspire like, like disbelief. Like, a lot of people. Realistically, this is probably going to be in the actual game because it's too damn close, you know, for them to to change an entire uh, mission. I, I would think at this point, but. Um, a lot of the beta testers were trying to be optimistic and thinking like, oh, you know, with the backlash that would come from seeing the spoiler, I would think that people might rethink what they're doing, you know, Bioware. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just going to keep it exactly as it is. And unfortunately, a lot of people that maybe weren't super connected with, uh, emotionally connected with uh, the first two games aren't going to be as affected. But I didn't like it. It seems like that most people are going to be playing Old Republic right out of the box, you know, or the sort of people who would be emotionally invested in the characters of the first two games. Well, you know what's weird is uh, when I was looking at a forum topic about uh, reactions to the video, there were some people that thought it was still okay. <laughs> like, they weren't that bummed by it. And I'm like, okay. One thing that's not a spoiler that I'll say is really annoying and probably why I won't be dark side because I have a feeling that dark side people would be more likely to do this is that, um, you know, traditionally in bio, uh, Bioware games, you always have all those options for things you want to say to a character, either to progress more of their dialogue or not. And they always, for whatever reason, have the most dickish statement you can make. The one that's like, forget this, attack, you know, or, or I don't give a shit, kill that guy, you know, like just to instantly end <laughs> whatever the dialogue is. <laughs> they have this in Old Republic. And keep in mind, you're basically doing a virtual coin toss to find out which one of your party members says whatever that line is. So basically, like, a character that's talking to you guys will say dialogue. Now you get, you know, your traditional three choices of dialogue, right? So you pick yours, and all the other people pick theirs. And you have, like, a couple seconds to, like, do this. It'll show you a little bar that fills up to indicate, you know, when your time is up for that. Now, granted, you will get light side or dark side points regardless, you know, depending on what you chose. However, for the scene to play out, one of those people's choices will be picked. So if somebody's being a troll and instantly says, I don't give a shit, attack. Yeah, I was just going to say, that seems like a haven for trollish bullshit. Just imagine. <laughs> and the thing I saw it on was dark side. So it's like, of course, of course, a fucking dark side person is going to be like, fuck this, attack that shit. Fuck this, kill those people. <laughs> I don't want to help anybody. I don't care about story. I just, I just wanna... don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just want to force choke everything. Like... <laughs> it, it's a very weird choice like in single player it's fine you're only hurting yourself okay but in multiplayer and i'm not sure maybe these are repeatable missions but honestly if it's a really long and involved mission how many people are going to be constantly replaying it just for the dialogue choices you know you're going to miss out on any additional story points that might have been interesting maybe not necessary but really interesting to listen to because some douchebag doesn't want to wait and picks the option to try to stop the whole fucking thing 
So this is crazy. It's not crazy. It's That's just crazy. Maybe something they're not thinking about. Like a lot of these beta um, testers that have, uh, if you've ever gone to a site called Beta Cake, which is really great for old Republic uh, secrets, um, they post a lot of Q and A's on Beta Cake about how their experience with old Republic has been going. And um, a lot of people have been saying, you know, these, this game feels kind of maybe mishandled in the sense that they're trying to approach an MMO with a lot of single-player ideas, which you would think in theory is, is pretty cool. But in practice, like this example is a, a bit problematic. Like uh, from what I've been hearing, the difficulty level isn't super high because they're probably thinking, oh, people want it just for the experience, but maybe forgetting that people also do want a challenge too with these online games, because if everything's super easy, you're just going to blaze through to end game. And my understanding is that there's not a total, there's not a, a lot to do in end game right now. So I'm That's sure... The same with any new MMO. Right. But they could have probably made a couple more measures to make it take you just a bit longer to get to that point by which, you know, by then maybe they would have more content or something. It just feels like people, I know people, I know Star Wars fans, they're going to pre-order this the night they get it. They're just going to be playing this fucking game straight for like a month. And in probably less than a month, they're probably going to max out all this shit. And then they're going to be like, what am I going to do now? You know? And there is the cool replayability because, yeah, for each class, they kind of have their own story. But it sounds like certain classes kind of share certain things. Like if you're a bounty hunter and a smuggler, some similarities there. If you're Jedi or Sith, yeah, you get kind of a parallel stories or whatever. So I, I guarantee you're going to see a lot of people leveling like multiple classes just because they're going to burn out on like over like already maxing out on all these other classes. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a little hesitant. I, I, I think I'm still keeping my pre-order. It's just that now I'm a lot more wary about what I'm getting into. Like, realistically, before I thought, oh my god, this game's going to suck up all my life. I'm going to be subscribed to this forever like I was with Final Fantasy XI, uh, which was like seven years. Um, but now I'm like, you know, I'll be surprised if I'm still subscribing for this thing for like up to a year. The way that it, people are describing it. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm not going to have fun. I'm sure there'll probably be a lot of fun elements. But in terms of uh, longevity, I don't know if they got it. Because they, they come from a single-player mindset. And a lot of those games, you know, you play it and you're done. Yeah. Like, Bioware doesn't have the experience of doing a crazy ongoing uh, game. Not to say that they can't or something, but they don't have the experience, which might have helped them a little bit more, I think. Um, oh, speaking of get better with that. Oh, go on. Sorry. Yeah, speaking of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk about Final Fantasy? <laughs> you could, you could, you could mention it. Yeah. You know my opinion on Final Fantasy already. Well, there's well, actually two stories involving Square Enix. Yeah, let's let's talk about the one. Square actually... Enix, as it crashes and burns, it seems like you know. Um, let's see. The first one, Kotaku says that uh, Square Enix and Yahoo Japan are teaming up for something. And they ask in parentheses, something disappointing? Because apparently in the past, um, when uh, Square Enix and Yahoo Japan have teamed up, there was supposedly going to be something that would change Japanese history forever. And what actually happened was that they got a game, a web-based game, based on the Warring States period of Japan's history. 
you know, which is just something like, you know, that's something even Western developers like, you know, Sega has Shogun and all that sort of thing. So it's, you know, obviously it wasn't anything groundbreaking. Right. And the second post was actually about uh, somebody at Square Enix saying that Final Fantasy XIV damaged the franchise. Which I, I thought agree hilarious with that. Because, because there was a string of not only one Final Fantasy damaging the franchise, but two. I mean, didn't didn't Final Fantasy Thirteen just get pretty abysmal reviews on all accounts? I mean, I, I haven't seen any positive opinion on that game either. Well, both of those... Well, first of all, I was actually thinking of, of Final Fantasy Ten Two as being the one that was damaging the brand. Like, Ten Ten Two with the girls and the dress-up and all that stuff. I just thought, what are you guys doing? One of my friends in undergrad, back when Ten Two came out, he bought the game so excited because he loved Final Fantasy Ten, And he thought, oh my god, they're actually... Con- like." Con- back then actually continuing a story for once oh, we're gonna see what you know what happens with these characters and oh i, I love all these characters i i sat down with him he put in the disc and then he was watching oh. that intro <laughs> you know that the concert intro what can i do for you you know that <laughs> that shit Holy and i it's shit. just i instantly <laughs> saw his face kind of droop like what what is this with there's there's yuna but what what they're they're in outfits. What is what? Nah! And then he started playing like like maybe an hour in when I had been at his house, and uh, <laughs> he just got kind of progressively more and more <laughs> sad. <laughs> like what is? Why did I buy? Why am I changing clothes to turn into a different class? Like what is happening? I don't know if he ever finished it. He's the kind of guy that, you know, on principle probably did just because it's like, hey, I spent the money for this. I should probably beat it, but. It was not what he thought it was going to be. And I always kind of considered that to be the damaging brand, or the damaging game for the brand. Uh, more well, so but of, the point is, is that it's like, it seems like they're in this tailspin that they can't possibly recover from. Well, and, my, and myself, I'm taking a lot of schadenfreude in this because I couldn't stand Final Fantasy to begin with. But I know, and there are, I'm, many of my friends are Final Fantasy fans, and... Yeah, while I feel some schadenfreude, I can't help but feel that, you know, this game, I mean, yeah, there were some good Final Fantasy games in the past. They weren't exactly my cup of tea, but I could enjoy 7. I enjoyed 8, even though it's hated for some reason. I actually really enjoyed 8. 8. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed 8, and I definitely enjoyed 9. But, I mean, after that, it seems like it's just Square Enix has been a tailspin. I actually, okay, we're I guess we're kind of reversed, because... I laughed my ass off at eight, and I thought the magic draw well, system was the story. Bullshit. Well, actually, I thought the story sucked. I mean, it was just typical, like you know, Japanese teens saving the earth sort of bullshit. I'm not really paying attention to that. I liked the drawing system. I uh, liked the junction system. The junction system it. was the worst system because it, it's like it was am, it was overly ambitious. No, overly ambitious. It was time. it was extremely limiting because when you think I, about I it, I disagree. I disagree. Think about what you're doing with that magic. Yeah. Say you get Kuraga from that. Wasn't there that tiny little island that had the really hard monsters that people always yeah. ended up going to, to to store up that magic? You have ninety nine Kuraga or whatever, or whatever the highest magic spell was. I forget. And you attach it to your HP or your attack or something like that. Now you can't use that fucking magic because every time you use a magic, it depletes your supply. So whatever you've had that attached to that attribute decreases. So you'll never want to, what I ran into, I never wanted to use any of my fucking spells that I got in that magic draw junction system because it was always tied to important fucking attributes. So it's like, great. So basically I, I can't really have any magic users in this fucking game. 
because all of them uh, have like times 99 and stuff that I really need and all this other shit is like like I like the idea that they tried something different because up until at least a certain point like this the sphere grid speed grid whatever that was for 10 was kind of cool the materia uh, system in 7 was really awesome which actually the one in 10 feels like it was kind of a, a level up from from 7 basically same kind of the premise and I liked those different um uh, things that they tried, even with nine, like if you wear an object in nine for like long enough, you get whatever that attribute was. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I liked the innovation there. And yes, technically, eight had an innovation in, in how they approached it. I just think in practice, it was really lacking, especially near the end where I'm like, great, now I can't grind anymore to get more of these spells. I have to finish the game. So like, great, what a, I, I'm going to get increasingly weaker as I use my shit because I have to cure myself or do, or do whatever, you know, barrier spells or whatever I need <laughs> to do. So that pissed me off. Plus, it was like Dawson's Creek in future space or whatever. Well, screw that. Fuck the story. I don't care. Japanese can't write a good story for shit. I remember liking eight. What is the general consensus, though? On, on the, the story? Internet? Well, I mean, on the game overall, because I don't remember a ton of hate for it. If if I were to compare it to something, let's see. Well, have you it, ever heard of, if you've ever heard of Elfin Lee, the anime, it's that polarizing among among Final Fantasy fans. I don't think like, he has. <laughs> well, I mean, well. The, I'm trying to well, like take this. Iggy Iggy hates Elfin Lead. I love Elfin Lead. It's that polarizing. It's like you know, you if you ask two different people what they would think about Final Fantasy VIII, one would tell you it's the worst in the series. So, and you know, I would say it's one of the better games in the series. It's just very polarizing. You know, they tried some. They try to innovate. They try to have some new system. They try to go in a little bit of a different direction with the story. And some people liked it. Some people didn't. Yeah. And then it, uh, something happened because they totally backpedaled and made nine into kind of like revisiting the old school type of Final Fantasy. Yeah, which so, I really like too. I, I like that game a lot. Their character designs are fucking ugly for that game, though. I, I will like I love the gameplay. Well, you know why? You know why? It was Nomura. <laughs> no, but he wasn't doing like it. it was the weird. Um, I think because they because they were revisiting the old style, how they were making everybody short and squat. But yeah. all their or proportions were really fucking weird. And then you get Zidane, who looks like very androgynous. Like, I couldn't figure out, like, it's, it's a dude, but it kind of looks like a girl to me. But then, like, what is happening? And then, oh, God, why does Garnet have that fucking ugly mom? Like, <laughs> like it's a lot of weird, weird character designs, I thought. Like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to ignore that and enjoy playing the game because the gameplay side was pretty fun. Uh, and you know, limit breaks are always good because they had some interesting ones in that game. But um, yeah, for fourteen though, like I played, like I said, I played Final Fantasy Eleven for almost uh, over a little bit over seven years. The last you know several months were kind of like not really logging in that much, so it kind of doesn't count. But a lot of people, when fourteen was announced, they were thinking this is going to be my perfect transition out of. Uh, 11, you know, being kind of lower res in a way to finally almost like an HD Final Fantasy 11 because they still this just shows how how they hadn't thought this through because if you looked at the teaser trailers at the concept art at the description of the races in 14 they basically were 11 characters 
but they just have different names. Like they had the tall, like super, like uh, uh, giraffe-necked uh, elves, and then they had the normal normal humans, and they had people that look like Galkas, the the um, furry dudes, and they had the cute little adorable wannabe Taru Tarus that were you know people always pick from ages or whatever. Um, and people thought, well, you know, I can just transfer over. This will be awesome. This should be just like Eleven. And it totally was not. The HUD, <laughs> the interface was somehow worse, which already was problematic with Eleven, but you, you got used to it. Um, and then they added all these weird restrictions. Like, there wasn't any auction house for the longest time, which was a big problem. Okay, and if I mean, you- I just had to say something. When you make an MMO, how can you not have a fucking auction house? Well, I think they were hoping that people would do more of like... In Eleven, they had the ability to... I'm sure they had this in WoW, to have like a bazaar for your character. Like, it's like, hey, I, I have all this shit in my inventory that you can also buy for me. So, of course, you set up mules, you know, in the towns where you uh, have your just bazaar icon on and just let people buy and sell and shit. Um, so maybe they were thinking in fourteen that they would do that, right? But... That doesn't work very well because the t- the shops themselves had like little to no uh, equipment, so it was basically forcing you to to learn how to craft something. And I don't get these online games to craft. I'll buy somebody's crafting shit, but like I don't want to ever craft. Like out of seven years of playing Eleven, I was maybe apprentice level in a bunch of my crafting, which is like not very high at all. Um, but of course, people were jacking up the price on all the items in fourteen. If if you wanted to buy them through their bazaars, it's like okay, so that's already meaning that I'm going to be wearing level one gear for like fourteen levels. And um, the what was very limiting was uh, they made it easier to solo, which was what people were complaining about from eleven. But uh, the downside was all the things that all the little quests that you could do to solo were specifically restricted to like maybe one every real game, a real day, not game day. It was like either every half day or like every day, basically. So you'd have to wait until that thing refreshes itself the next day to do another one of those missions. So people are like, what am I going to do for the rest of this time? I have to craft? Like, what is Oh, no. What the yeah, hell? Crafting. Yeah, crafting. But uh, other than that, I mean, there were just a lot of problems, <laughs> a lot of problems in, in general with that. And uh, that's why, remember before, uh, I think it was only a month or two after this thing fucking bombed, people were like, this game sucks, we're really mad. Square felt really shitty about it. And they were like, you know what? Uh, until we get this sorted out and improved, because remember before they were going to make a PS3 version. Um, we're going to not charge any more subscription fees until we make it, you know, a game that we're proud of or whatever. And it's interesting to note they have still not reinstated the subscription. So it's still been free to play ever since, uh, was it last year? Year before? Yeah, it was about a year ago, I think. Long time. So now Yoichi Wada? Yeah, Wada's the one. Well, that is the one that's really kind of fucking up the company, I think. He's the one that, that made that statement saying that it's damaged the brand and that now basically it sounds like they're basically gutting 14. Like, I'm sure whatever is working now is in place. I don't know why, since it's free and, <laughs> and they're not making any money. <laughs> they're just paying for servers. Um, but it sounds like they're basically redoing the whole fucking game, which they just should have taken more care the first time. So that what were, what were they thinking that they're just going to ride on the fact that this is the predis- the successor to uh, eleven? 
And is I, that all they were writing on? I'm not sure. I mean, Eleven's subscription pool was kind of waning for a long time. Like, there was still a de- there probably still is a decent number of subscribers, but it's nowhere near, like, wow numbers. It's yeah. probably in the couple hundred of thousands, not, like, millions anymore. Um, but uh, maybe they were thinking, like, we just need to kind of shine this up and spit it back out and people, you know, rejoin all over again. And ironically, if they had made some kind of HD version of Eleven that literally was just, like, everything beautiful looking, they probably would have gotten a lot of people to come back. I know I was tempted. Um, But, yeah, so they need to fix that. And they're going to have to fix that, which is what he's claiming. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, though. It seems like they're going the wrong direction with their single-player games, too. Yeah, they're, they always, I mean, Final Fantasy, ever since 6, always had this weird um, fascination with making things look as pretty and as cinematic as possible with all the FMVs and everything. But uh, it's reached this crazy new height. It's reached apex. It's the epitome. And I think that's what's killing it, because now it's more about the looks and everything rather than the content of the game. Like, yeah, you get the weird, um, I don't know what you call them, like Japanese-isms, where you have the storylines and the dialogue that make really no sense, and they're just really... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're really yeah, wordy. I know exactly what you mean. They always say the same cliche things, like, especially the girl characters. I fight for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you always have the, girl, uh, the, the evil characters that have the exact same motivations, that are kind of vague at first, but you're like, yeah, okay, that's a bad guy. I already know right now. Um, and the problem I see is that uh, they're still spitting out this new version, the like the Nomura version, where everybody's all sparkly and has a lot of belts and zippers. and um, <laughs> You know, like they're not getting that what people really loved about the original ones, even Seven, was like the content, you know, like... Yeah, okay, it's got a confusing story, but it had kind of some kind of compelling feel to it. This one, it's like they're trying to force that artificially in with having people look all glittery and, and you know, really nicely rendered and that kind of thing. Like, this, the soul of it doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Well, on the, you know, I wish David was here because he could probably back me up on this, but I look at Final Fantasy now as, like, Sonic, you know, where... The company who makes these games, you know, makes you know makes three or four games that everybody loves and they're universally lauded, but then they like kind of miss the point of like why they were so popular to begin with. Yeah, you know, Sonic wasn't popular because he was fast. Sonic was popular because he was more of a speed-based, momentum-based platformer. He wasn't he wasn't popular just because he was running fast. He was popular because he was like a little bit of a faster counterpart to Mario. And it's the same thing that's going on with Final Fantasy is like, you know, in Final Fantasy, you know, Final Fantasy VII is by far the most popular game that the company has created. And, you know, and they, so they had kind of this, this wonderful <clears throat> mixture of aesthetics with the, you know, the function, the, the, the gameplay was good, the material system was good and all that sort of stuff. But somehow they think that, you know, the gameplay wasn't the part that made it popular it was the aesthetic part, you know, Nomura's designs and all the FMVs and right. style over substance. And it's the same thing that kind of happened with Sonic. You know, they just misunderstood why it was popular, and they're kind of reaping, you know, the, the, I guess they're reaping the lack of benefits from that. Well, that's um, it hasn't happened yet, but that's one thing that I would seriously warn Bioware about 
because I can start to see the little telltale signs that it could start happening with them. Like, if you look at their... It seems like it started to happen with them with Dragon Age 2. Yeah, Dragon Age 2, and if they're not careful, maybe Mass Effect 3. Like, they've been doing this thing where if you look at their really old games, they had much more of an emphasis on the story itself. Their gameplay itself was a little clunky. Like, it was almost kind of secondary, really, to the, the story. And the dialogue was really solid and that kind of thing. Now, with the the twos, Dragon Age 2 and Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is still a good game. I'm not saying it's not. But I noticed they started feeling maybe some pressure or something to up the gameplay side and to, to maybe lessen some other elements. And it seems like Mass Effect 3 is like, oh, let's do even more gameplay because now you can fucking melee people like you couldn't before. <laughs> oh, I mean, like you could melee before, but it really sucked. Now it's like it's going to be a feature. So um, it feels like maybe they're worried that whatever they had before needs to be pumped up more. Like what they did with Dragon Age 2, where the gameplay is technically better. However, the story is crazy lacking in comparison. And you got a lot more... Um, I, I know somebody will fucking kill me for this, but honestly, a lot more thin... Uh, 2D kind of characters in terms of their personalities and their motivations and stuff. Compared, you better not post that on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, compared yeah. to b- before, where you actually had a, more depth to the characters, and so that's why I'm worried. Like they all already seem to be stumbling a bit with Old Republic in this regard, because people are saying, yeah, it's got that tradition, it's got that Bioware feel for the dialogue. However, a lot of the dialogue itself is not necessarily very noteworthy. Like, a lot of the stuff your character says is like, okay, he's technically saying something, but it's not really impacting me very much. So I think they they got to be careful. I don't want to see them also get fucked up because there's so many of their old games I love, and I, now I do realize it sounded like Sonic. <laughs> you know, don't, oh. don't, don't pull a Sega. Don't pull a Square Enix. Don't, don't lose your way. You know, remember what made your games good and keep that. Don't don't start doing this weird like morph into something else, and don't think that just because you do it slowly, people won't notice because they will. That's a that's an important thing for them to remember. It's usually not very. It usually is a slow thing, and all of a sudden there's like a massive fuck up. Yeah, you know, like with Sonic, it was well, with Sonic was a lot of games, <laughs> but with but with Square it seems to be, you know, 13 and 14 were just seem to be massive failures on all fronts. Well, even 12 was a little weird because yeah. especially coming from somebody that played 11, 12 was basically like offline 11 but with a different story. Like, okay, now now I can run around in real time and do stuff and that's kind of cool, but I'm not sure what your your goal is here. You know, cuz if I wanted to do this, I just play 11. <laughs> You know, which is why I didn't end up finishing 12. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. I, the the character design, actually, I liked more on that one. Because it felt, um, you know, it was still on PS2. But it felt somehow like they were getting more out of the graphics with that one than they mm-hmm. had with the previous game. So I liked what they did, and that was not Nomura. So, um... Exactly, that's why it was good. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, they, they got to be careful because their dialogue is so bad. Like, uh, I don't know if I can be the one to be strong. Like, they have well, I, I really... Wonder if that's, I wonder if that's a product of the translation or if it's... I, I mean, I've never heard the Japanese, so I can't say, but... But they have some pretty good translators these days. I mean, but, the thing, but the thing is, is, like, you know, for somebody who knows enough Japanese to get by, like I do, like, you... 
you it's, it's it's strange because like if you heard the same line in Japanese, I mean they are saying effectively the same thing, but in Japanese it doesn't sound retarded. And I don't know why, you know, if that's because, you know, I'm not a native speaker of it or if because, you know, it's because I don't know the language is, you know, I don't so, know all the nuances and stuff, but so, I, but I go, go on. Sorry. So, so when the character says something like believe in you that believes in me, that believes in <laughs> what is that line that they say in Gurren Lagann, it's like, <laughs> I believe in the you that believes in me, that believe like it, it it's some crazy English sentence. But you're yeah. telling me that in Japanese that makes total sense. Oh well, no, but I had to listen to it. I would have to see it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I mean this completely seriously. Is like, it, like I speak German too, and like I watch some movies where you know I listen to the German. There are subtitles, and I watch the subtitle. I'm like, that's not really what they meant by that. You know, like they missed the nuances. You know, like there's some difference in the meaning of the words, or the way they phrased it is lost in the translation, or something like that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Japanese do have a problem with you know writing stories. They're all kind of clunky. They don't make sense a lot of the time, quite frankly. And their character designs are tired, and their stories are tired. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I have to, I have to wonder how much of that is due to the translation. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. Here's the line: "Don't believe in yourself. Believe in me, who believes in you." <laughs> what? What's like, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm and- not supposed to believe in myself. It's our new catchphrase, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was don't, Gynax, right? That was don't, from Gurren Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Gynax, though. For all you know, Gynax <laughs> might have just been like sticking on their cool face and trolling the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> they do tend to do that. Well, have you seen their new series? No, what is Danny it? Danny and Stocking with Garter Belt. Oh, that's, that's Gynax? Oh, yeah, it was Gynax. Jeez. Well, let's let's not talk about that because it's not game related. Oh, I want to talk about it, please. Oh, we need to make that. a different podcast for that. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gynax traditionally has been kind of troll worthy. I think they everything that they've done, everything that they've made, has been well you... since Ava at least. I mean, look at the ending for Ava, and look how. I mean, have you seen end of Ava? Yeah. When all the, he gets all those death threats, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you, I know." It's because it was over a fucking. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, anime fans are just as crazy as video game fans, so I, <laughs> I they're a lot that. worse, I think. Yeah, they, they, get, they have a lot worse. A American and Japanese, well, Western and Japanese. Yeah, but anyway. But yeah, so we're 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 trailing off. So maybe that's a good good point to uh, to call it quits for tonight. Um, so before I forget, we did not get a winner for that uh, Zelda shirt, and I have a feeling it's because people that listen to this podcast slightly late might have assumed like, oh, I, I can't win it anyway. So we're going to try this again. I got a, a awesome E3 Zelda Skyward Sword shirt. It's brand new, size large. I will um, be looking for emails at our email address, which is nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Just email us with um, why you are or are not excited for Skyward Sword. Or hell, just tell us what's your favorite Zelda game ever and why. Um, You have from now, which is uh, middle of... Okay, you have until next (laughs) next week. I can't see my my calendar from here. You have until next week, uh, Wednesday night, uh, to send us an email. So it's plenty of time. If you catch this podcast late, don't worry. You could still win the shirt. Um, do that because <laughs> I just realized that when I said it, like even me, right. when I, when I see one of these contests, I think like, Oh shit, it, it's been several days since the, the cast. So we probably don't have a chance. 
Um, but no, you do have a chance. A whole week. Um, yeah. Name of game podcast at gmail.com. Or, hey, if you want to ask us a question, if any of the stuff we talked about, about today, you know, uh, makes you wonder about something or you're mad or whatever, you don't like us oh, making man. fun of your favorite game, <laughs> what the hell? Email us anyway. Um, just act like you're on Tumblr tweet. and get take. This act like oh. you're on Tumblr and take great offense to anything that Iggy says. Right. God damn it. We do have a we have a Twitter. I forgot Ooh, about Twitter. that. Um, it's at uh, in the name of game. Very simple. Um, you can uh, follow us on there and get any of our updates or podcast notifications. Uh, that's that's the easiest way to do that. And uh, of course, we have a website in the name of game.com. We also have an iTunes you su- could subscri- subscribe, subscribe to. Yeah, subscribe now <laughs> and leave us a, a review. Cause yeah, we, we, we like good reviews. We've, we've been getting more five star reviews, but nobody's writing anything to go with them. So <laughs> you, you should write. You should write some reviews, it's, people. If people are too lazy. I mean, I, oh. I've, I've done that before. I'm guilty of that. But yes, it helps us definitely because we are a fledgling. Uh, podcast so anything is is good um yes so until next time this is all of us telling you have fun with your gaming experiences or not if you're like me try not to try not, <laughs> try to, not to, to don't be like colin don't be like colin enjoy <laughs> games gaming experiences stop getting mad at video games <laughs> that should just be a phrase that you say at the end of everything <laughs> To remind yourself to enjoy games. I'm That's, going to quit getting mad at video games. That I, I wish that could happen. <laughs> I, I really it's not just video games I'm mad. I'm mad at the whole fucking world. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> God. Anyway, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. 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 <laughs>